TED Audio Collective. Hi, it's Elise Hugh with TED Talks Daily. So how do we get back to work or school without infecting waves of people? Biologist Yuri Alon has a strategy he thinks could work. And after watching this talk from TED 2020, I thought this plan could work really well. It optimizes for both introverts and extroverts. Yuri Alon talks with the head of TED, Chris Anderson, about this awesome, adaptable idea. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash TED Talks. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash TED Talks. Odoo, modern management made simple. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like electric vehicles, renewable energy, water sustainability, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at... <laughs> 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. So this speaker gave a TED Talk at TED Global, I think, seven years ago. His name is Professor Yuri Alon at the Wiseman Institute of Science. Now, he and his colleagues there have come up with a powerful idea that addresses this key question. How on earth do we get back to work without creating a second surge of the infection? Yuri Alon, welcome to TED. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be here again. <laughs> so... I guess the key to your idea is this obsession with the reproduction number, R, R0. Um, if that number is less than one, then fewer than one person is, inve- is infected by a typical person. And eventually, the epidemic fades away. People are worried that as we come back to work, R will shoot up above one again. You have a suggestion for how we might avoid that. What is, what is that suggestion? Exactly. So... We are suggesting a strategy that's based on a weak spot, based on the biology of the virus, which is a cycle of work and lockdown. It it exploits the vulnerability of the virus and then when a person gets infected, they're noxious for about three days. So you don't infect others for the first three days and after another two days on average, you get symptoms. And so we're proposing a strategy which is four days of work and then 10 days of lockdown and the next two weeks, again, four days of work, 10 days of lockdown. And that way, if a person gets infected at work, they reach their peak infectiousness during lockdown. And that way, they avoid infecting many others. This uh, restricts the viral transmission. Also, just working four days out of two weeks restricts the amount of time the virus gets to see many other people. And that's a very powerful effect. So everybody works on the same four days. 
kids go to school on those same four days with all the measures of social distancing and masks, etc. And then uh, there's a lockdown period. So if you take the worst case scenario where you come to work on a Monday morning at the start of your four days and, and you're infected on that, on the subway, say, on the way to work, um, the theory here is that even by the end of that four days, you're not really starting to infect your coworkers. That's correct. So you're infected on the subway. And so for the first three days or so, you're in your latent period and you don't infect your coworkers. You reach your peak infectiousness at home. There will be secondary infections at home. And people with symptoms can self-quarantine. And over the long run, you have reproduction number less than one. So the epidemic, if you continue these cycles, will go away. So we have to consider the alternatives. If you open up the economy and there's a second wave, you'll get all those infections anyway during the lockdown that happens then, along with devastating effects on the economy, etc. And so um, in the long run, if you do a cyclic strategy like this with the production number that's uh, less than one, you, you avoid, at least in these uh, mathematical models and uh, considerations, the much larger number of infections you get if there's a second wave. Right. T- tell me this, though, because four days out of 14, someone's going to say, well, great idea, but that, that implies like a 70% loss of productivity in the, in the economy. So that can't possibly work. I think you think that the productivity loss need not be anything like that much. That's right. Um, of course, people, most people don't work weekends. So it's four days out of the 10 work days in the two weeks. And you can uh, work longer hours. You can design shifts and get higher productivity by prioritizing in those four days, much more than 40% of the work days. Yeah, so talk, talk through how that could work. I mean, let's imagine, first of all, like manufacturing, uh, which is currently shut down. Is, is the implication here that a manufacturer could set up sort of two, possibly even three shifts of four days, maybe 35 hours or something of work over those, those four days and still get a lot of productivity, you know, basically having the lines almost running continuously that way? Exactly. So this is a, a strategic, staggered version of this idea where you take the population divided into two groups or three groups. Let's say one group works four days and then 10 days of lockdown. Then the other uh, group kicks in. This idea was uh, proposed by colleagues at Barilan University. Then you get the um, added benefit that during workdays, there's less density. If it's two groups, there's half the density and less transmission. And you can keep production lines working uh, almost continuously like that and using this staggered idea. And applying it to thinking about offices coming back, I mean, it seems to me that, as we've already seen, there's a lot of productivity that can happen when you're at home. So you could picture on this idea people doing one set of things during the four days when they're, say, back at the office, doing the sort of... um, you know, exposure to each other, sparking off each other, the sort of discussions, the brainstorming, all that good stuff. While at home, they're then doing all the things that we've been doing the last few weeks, which is kind of working, yeah. working solo. I mean, is that how much have you thought about how that, whether it's possible effectively to divide work into different types and actually use a strategy like this to maintain almost full or even better productivity? I agree. So for many sectors, people work at home very effectively. And we've heard from several industries that productivity actually went up during a lockdown and people working at home. So you can restrict the amount or you can plan the work where you need to be together in a very effective way 
with avoiding a lot of uh, time loss that a person work can be more effective at home and more effective at work and get high productivity. I should say that some sectors really need to adjust, like hotels, tourism, dining, several industries, this will require more thought and adjusting. But other industries are almost built for ideas like this. Maybe it's even something you can consider after the epidemic too, because productivity can, can be at least as high. I mean, I, I read this and I, I started thinking about our own organization, Ted, and how how in many ways you could argue that could work really well. I mean, for one thing, there's this question about extroverts and introverts. Some introverts, if they were honest, might say that this pandemic has been heaven for them. They've, they've found work less stressful. Um, they've been able to focus and so forth. With, with this sort of four days on, four days off type, type strategy, perhaps you can imagine a work world that's optimized for both introverts and extroverts. Absolutely. I mean, I feel it also me and my partner, we have different personalities. We both teach in universities and teaching through has become productive in certain ways. And uh, so I agree completely. And I think uh, harnessing the creativity of, uh, of people at workplaces, we're only the beginning of what uh, these kind of mixtures can offer. But for people who are on the front line, again, how, I mean, it's, you know, if you're, if you're delivering goods and so forth, I mean, you can't do that virtually. Is there any thought about how a, a four days on and then isolation strategy, how that off time could be used to nonetheless contribute to that person's work through some form of training? Or is it more just that people, people would work very intensely during four days and, and maybe, people still aren't quite earning their full pay on this scenario, but it's better than complete lockdown and it's better than going back to work and seeing another surge? That's right. So on a society level, it's better than opening up and seeing another surge which will require a complete lockdown. Uh, for people like a hospital shift, some hospitals have adopted this kind of a program so you can protect shifts and avoid mixing and also creates a lot of simplicity and clarity. It's also equitable in the, in the sense that everybody gets to get, go to work, not only certain sectors, transparent, et cetera. Mm. Et cetera. And, and is it something so, that is best implemented by um, an individual companies or is it actually much better implemented a city at a time or even a nation at a time? We think it can work at meals. So uh, Companies, uh, certain companies, very natural to adopt, uh, or hospitals, schools, etc. It could it also work on the level of a town or a region, and then we would advise um, trying it out for something like a month, seeing whether cases rise. In that case, you can turn down, dial down the number of workdays, or if cases are declining quickly, you can add workdays and therefore uh, adapt to the climate and the location uh, where a person is. And um, so it's quite adaptable. But by aligning work schedules with schools, for example, that suddenly allows parents to go back to work on the days that their kids are at school. Is the best instantiation of this that countries literally divide households into sort of different A and B categories or something like that? Exactly. So you can align different households, group A and group B, and then the children go to school, the parents go to work in an, a synchronized way. And the other group, let's say the alternate, alternating week, certain amount of people need to work all the time. Maybe teachers and this are like essential workers and they need to work throughout. A region that does this should be protected in a sense because it has replication number less than one. So infections also can't spread very, very much. I want to say that there's essential workers, there's pe people 
with low income, they just can't adhere to lockdown because they have to make a living. And studies show that mobility, people in the low, low income sectors is, is larger during lockdown. And also in developing countries, people just have to go out of the house. You can't enforce lockdown. So this 410 kind of strategy can actually make lockdown is easier to bear for people who can still make a living during those days, or at least, you know, make their own choices about what fraction to work and what fraction to stay in lockdown. Uh, some countries can't get R less than one, even with lockdown, because of this adherence problem, because of informal sectors, etc. And we believe that a 410 cycle might make it easier to do lockdown and maybe get less than one. And that, can, that applies to billions of people in the world. Just before you go, have, have any governments expressed interest in, in exploring this? Do you see people considering actually implementing this as, uh, as national policy? Yes. Uh, we're in touch with several European countries and countries in South America and in Israel, of course. Uh, Austria has adopted a similar program for their school system. Uh, which is a kind of a five work, uh, school days every every two weeks. Several several companies and, and hospitals, etc. And so uh, we're very interesting interested to see how this will play out. Well, I, I love the basic start point of starting by looking at the enemy's weakness, and it's you've got this four day period where some, you know it's not necessarily that dangerous after an infection. If you, if you could figure out a way to work then, um, I assume that testing would actually en- enhance this idea as well a lot, right? To test people before they come so back. It's not predicated on testing. Period. You don't have to have testing for this idea, so that can apply to regions without a lot of testing. It could help you use testing in a more effective way by concentrating testing on people at the end of their 10 lockdown days, or just as they're about to go to work. And that can make each test more impactful in terms of reducing the production number. Indeed, indeed. Instead of having to test the whole population every three or four days, you, it's just once every two weeks. That's a much more imaginable goal. Sure. Yeah. Well, Uriel, thank, thank you so much for spending this time with us.